0: Oh, bella, bella, ciao, 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 stamattina mi sono alzato e ho trovato vaso. o oh, partigiano, portami via, oh, bella ciao, bella ciao, bella ciao, 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 partigiano, portami via, che mi sento voi.
1: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Political Imagination podcast. My name's Harry Rogers. This afternoon, I'm going to be talking with Len Arthur from Left Unity Wales on Wales in the global economy. We've seen a lot of interesting things happening over the last few years in Wales, and it's time now, really, for us to start discussing an alternative way forward. So welcome, Len. Thanks, Harry. Yep. Yeah. Hello. Nice sunny afternoon, although cold. Yes, uh, it's, it's absolutely freezing here. I've got to say I'm huddled over Peter here as we speak. Let's start off by you outlining what we were talking about earlier, which is some of the issues around the dangers in Wales in terms of the global economy. Sure.
2: OK, Harry. Yeah. Um, I think it's very important to, you know, we will be talking a little bit in a minute about some of the details of the Welsh economy and what can be done. But I think it's very, very important to place Wales within a global and international context because we have to relate to those issues and, uh, and we can't isolate ourselves from them. So it's important to understand what they are, and clearly as a socialist and as left unity, we see that the issues really, there's a sort of five main issues um, uh, facing the working class uh, in terms of the global economy. And the first one, of course, is the real serious, deep structural problems, of the way in which capitalism itself works. And I think one of the key ways that that's reflected is that capitalism produces Profits. That's it. it. It is not need. It doesn't produce to help people. It produces to make money for those that own the means of production and those people that own the wealth. And currently, structurally, profits are on a downturn, and so it's forcing capitalism to look everywhere possible to try to up their rates of profit, and uh, that means uh, squeezing and exploiting workers more heavily. It also means these days making more money out of speculation and uh, moving money around often than it does in providing new goods and services which people can use. Just one example. Currently, the UK government has printed nearly £900 billion of money since 2010 to keep the economy afloat. It's very difficult to imagine what uh, even a £1 billion means, let alone £900 billion. But actually, uh, just to put it in some sort of context, that is almost half of the value that the economy generates in any one year. That uh, £9 billion is almost half of uh, our whole production uh, outputs in any one year. It is a phenomenal sum of money. Uh, which has just been printed, and that's led to low interest rates and uh, huge amounts of profitable speculation. Secondly, of course, global warming threatens us all. Everywhere you look in terms of scientific evidence, even the evidence of your own eyes in your own garden indicates that the world is warming up, basically the planet is burning. And it's burning because, again, of profitability that uh, capitalism seeks to make profit out of the resources of the world and doesn't give two hoots to the consequences of that. And then thirdly, we've seen since the financial crisis in particular, uh, masses, uh, inequality of wealth um, increased massively. Currently, 1% of the population owns about 50% of the world's wealth. And why that's important is it means that that 1% of the population have a huge amount of economic and political power. They run the press, they run many of the governments, they run the markets and determine what happens in the markets. They they change the laws so that it fits in with what's profitable to them, but doesn't necessarily meet the needs of people or the planet. So that and those inequalities are increasing year on year. They are increasing. One estimate recently suggests that there was probably about 600 people based upon interlocking com- uh, companies who have, the key buttons of the world's economy at their disposal. So those three main things uh, are there, threatening all of us, threatening Wales, threatening the working class, and threatening the planet. And in the UK and Wales, uh, we're no different, really. Uh, We are different in the sense that we've also got two other overlaying problems. One is Brexit and the consequences of Brexit, which has so far been covered up a bit by COVID. But we're already seeing tensions developing in northern ireland we're seeing small companies moving rapidly to france and to other countries because of the consequences of brexit and then finally we're faced with a very neoliberal growing authoritarian and populist tory government who are preparing the ground for further austerity cuts they know that they have to increase the powers of the police know they have to increase the powers of repression in order to deal with another round of austerity, and that's what's threatening us. So, so in a sense, in terms of Wales, those really those five areas affect us in Wales and affect us deeply, and uh, and we must take that into account when we think about Wales.
1: Yeah, that's a good summary of where we're at then. And uh, I think that it's really important to recognise that Wales isn't an entity that exists. On its own outside of the rest of the world and so do you want to expand a bit more about uh, on the, on your thoughts about the potential for the Welsh economy? Sure Harry, yeah. I think uh, Wales cannot uh, isolate
2: itself from the world but can on a positive note um, interact and intervene to make the Wales a much better place for workers and people who live in Wales but also by doing that uh, help to set an example for workers internationally and for what can be done to save the planet internationally. So we can't isolate, but we can interact and intervene in a very, very positive way. But of course, it would be greatly helped if we had a a, a Welsh independence to achieve that. If Wales was a state, an independent state, we could do a lot more than what we can do with the uh, current devolved uh, legal situation. And in particular, what would be very important is that if Wales could have its own nationalised central bank and currency, if we had that, that would give us a huge amount of power in order to uh, make not only Wales a better place, but to make Wales into a beacon of hope and for workers and for people around the world. points I want to make about why I think Welsh independence is not a fantasy and is possible. I'd just like to mention um, some strengths that uh, actually do exist in the Welsh economy. The Welsh population is about 3.1 million. Um, That's a little bit bigger than Lithuania and Armenia, um, and it's just a little bit smaller than Uruguay, you you know, seriously functioning states. But it's interesting if you look at the gross domestic product, and express that as a, on a per head basis, what's called per capita GDP. And currently in Wales, uh, per capita GDP, the amount that's produced in the country in any one year divided by the population stands at about £24,000 per person. Now, in Italy, it's £25,000 per person, and in Spain, it's £22,000 per person. So if you look at the GDP per capita, Wales is actually sitting quite nicely there and comparable to um, the economic uh, um, power, if you like, of Italy and Spain. Uh, That's quite an interesting, quite an interesting thought. Secondly, public sector. Uh, People complain and moan, you read all these traditional economists, that Wales spends too much on the public sector, that 50% of the Welsh economy is the public sector and all this rubbish they come out with. Of course, the public sector is a huge asset for Wales. It means that uh, the it means that actually uh, the Welsh society and economy is looking towards supporting people and the needs of people, and looking towards distribution. And what uh, and what can be achieved, the high levels of service that can be achieved in the public sector, in itself, can be something of an example for the world. So we should be proud of the public sector. We shouldn't undermine it and, and run it down. And then just in terms of the traditional economy, currently, Wales produces about 100 billion pounds worth of goods and services a year, would you? That's that's a hell of a lot. Now, uh, interesting, if you look at international trade, 20 billion of sales um, to the world um, come from Wales. We sell 20 billion of stuff, that's outside the UK. We, and we purchased 14 billion from the world which means we've actually got an international trade surplus in wales and um, you strip out the stuff that's produced and sold bought to sold in wales and sold in the uk you find we've got an international trade surplus you know, we're in good nick you know there's a lot we can do and then finally one of the other criticisms that people come up with is the one that oh wow how are you uh, how are you paying um, yeah, uh, the the tax, taxes raised in Wales only cover two thirds of the taxes spent. So, how will you cover the public debt? The point is, of course, is an independent Wales would not spend so much on reduced uh, would not, in fact, I hope, would not spend anything on, on defence. We would have a different type of uh, concept of, um, of supporting people and supporting the world than uh, through uh, warmongering. Um, that uh, we would uh, not need a massive overseas um, embassies. We would need to ensure um, that the pensions and payments um, that are currently contracted by people in Wales continue to be paid. And if you start to add those up, that more or less covers that deficit. So, So on those sort of key points, I think it's very important that we don't allow people to run down the current Welsh economy. We are actually in a strong, a much stronger position than people realise, and one in which we can build on. There are other issues, but I know you want to ask me about those.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's really interesting in terms of the potential for the Welsh economy. Some of those figures I'm, I'm absolutely astounded by, and that's really useful because people are always saying, where's the money coming from? Where's the money coming from? How you know?" How can we do it? Well, in, you know, if we're running, if we're running that kind of surplus, and we're not contributing into nuclear weapons and uh, and those kind of you know those kind of issues, then obviously that answers quite a lot of those questions. It's very good. Um, so, th- so if we look then a, a bit in a, a, a bit greater depth into the capabilities that Wales actually has, right, um, and maybe, maybe you could expand a bit on that. Yeah, I will. Thanks, Harry. Yeah, I think the potential, I'd just like to put into two
2: headings, really. First of all, there's the short term um, potential about what could be done now, if you like, over the next year, 18 months, two years, if there was the political will to do it. And this is a key point. Uh, the TUC, uh, Wales TUC, has uh, recently produced a strategy for a, a new a Green New Deal in, in Wales. Um, And uh, they have set out in great detail about how 60,000, extra 60,000 jobs and green jobs can be created over the next 18 months in two years. So I think there's plenty of information around about how immediately uh, by investing in a green economy with a Green New Deal, uh, extra jobs and output can be achieved. But then I think there's a more longer term and interesting interesting thoughts and and I think a socialist we are interested in the um, in the longer term because we realize that change will not happen um, in over 18 months, two years period, we need to look at a longer period in that. And the first one is the key point that's always missing when people talk about the economy is the question of who owns it, is the question of ownership and control. Of economic processes. That's always neglected. It's always about investment here, investment there, macroeconomics here, expanding here, expanding there. Um, and lo and behold, what don't they mention is who owns it, who who controls the economy. And I think that what we first of all need is an absolute upfront vision statement aim that the Welsh economy should be one that is collectively owned and controlled. in Wales, we're aiming for a cooperatively owned economy Um, now that's very, very important because uh, what it means is that uh, through collective ownership, it means that the value that's created by people in their work, even goods, services or whatever, is owned by those people and it anchors that capital to those uh, controlled by those people, uh, by those local communities and by Wales. It means that by changing the form of ownership you can fend off um, takeovers by multinational international companies and keep that value created and reinvested in the goods and services that people need and that the planet requires so ownership is very very important in terms of the long-term economic processes and um, secondly there's some very very interesting debates so i've been involved in these debates for years but the new language which is being used is that what you need for economic development is to look at the is developing the current capabilities of the economy or new capabilities that exist within the economy so just give you one example manufacturing is about a third of the current welsh economy but of that manufacturing a third is in fact food processing relating the agricultural industry to the market, making bread, um, whatever, you know, uh, cereals and so on. It's a very big industry. Now that is a huge capability that we have in Wales and one that could be developed, can be developed in terms of nutrition, developed in terms of the planet and developed in terms of green productions. So food, it, food processing is just one of the capabilities, one that's unrecognized. People don't realize just how big food processing is as a proportion of Welsh manufacturing secondly um one of the things we've got in our plan for example is to remove profit making from uh, building houses and housing development and at every stage of building housing wherever you look there's people skimming off masses of profits if it's people owning farmland that then gets planning permission bang they go and buy a house in the Bahamas on the millions of pounds that uh, they make. If you look at house building, um, you've got uh, builders who sit on land um, that they bought at one price, and the value goes up, that's included into the price of the house, and the uh, the current Tories are piling money into the private building industry, and they're making record profits. Now, what we suggest for Worlds is a national cooperative composed of builders, architects and town planners that will be owned by the workers um, or jointly owned by the workers and the welsh government and that all building will be done um, planning will be done through that national cooperative so we remove that any profit to be made which any added value that's to be made will be added value which will remain under the control of those who produce it and in terms of um, their wells it won't go off into to private uh, into private hands and what we would need to do we need to change the law for example and um, to back that up to ensure that land is compulsory purchased if it's decided that a new building is needed on that land to remove the uh, windfall profits that are next uh, that come from just simple land ownership a final point here about the cooperatives and how that all fits into this now in terms of the international economy it's clearly not possible for Wales um, to um, uh, have a huge multinational corporation uh, based in Wales, which uh, has monopolies all over the world or you know in the world market. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. However, it is possible to develop a niche position in markets, uh, in, in the global market. And that niche position can come about as a result of research um work that's done at universities together with the application of that research work on the ground and and, and we would advocate setting up what's called knowledge cooperatives which will be, be composed of the universities of the research workers at the universities and of the Welsh Government and that these knowledge co- cooperatives would develop an expertise and could potentially develop in a capability to have expertise which will be able to offer something to the world and to both social services and to the economy um, in the world. And the way in which that, in a sense, um, takes the economy forward is because it's not through patents and a new inventions sitting behind um, sort some of monopoly that comes with patents, but by interacting with that economy, saying, look, you could provide this education in this way. We've developed this form of education and it can be done in this way. Um, We will help you develop that in your society, but because you then interact with people, you develop the expertise of developing that particular sort of service or product. And that's what keeps you ahead, that people keep coming back to you because you have the expertise that you've gathered from other parts of the world. And, And in a sense, it's not competitive because you are doing something that you can do better and and you and the world benefits from the fact that you can do it better, as opposed to saying, I control this and I'm shutting you out of the system. You fit into, fit into the system in that way. And because it's cooperatively owned, any of the value that comes back stays anchored in, in, in the Welsh economy and in the people who own it. So, so this is why we think That cooperatives are absolutely, you know, having a Welsh economy in so many ways would actually benefit and, in the long term, uh, benefit the Welsh
1: economy. It's very interesting. I think that whole cooperative, collaborative approach to economic development, as opposed to you know the way the way in which capitalism currently operates with competition, it, it, it seems to me to be much better. Uh, and of, of course, as socialists, that's the way that's the way we wish to be going forward. Given given what you've just said there, do you have any ideas for for what steps we might take now and and in the future? I mean, it's clear clearly. There are actions that are desperately needed now because because of the current situation that we face with this government and some of the some, some of the things that it's implementing, um, continuing to implement in terms of its its austerity program, which I'm pretty sure is going to continue on. I, I, I think I think first of all is that um, is that o-
2: overlying our aim about cooperative ownership and control and. Uh, developing, if you like, from blue skies research thinking to uh, practical application. What we can help focus on politically um, uh, as a Welsh Government, and even start to do that in a devolved government, is that we focus upon the needs of the people and the planet and not private profits. We need to move away from that idea of always supporting, giving, which we have done, giving billions to private enterprise and hoping for the best you know we need to focus ourselves on the needs of the planet and the people and go for that in terms of our outcome so that wales becomes a beacon an example for the international working class where our expertise supports both wales and also social and economic development internationally now immediately we can i think that uh, we're very much into transitional actions and demands as left unity, which means we try to bridge where we are to where we want to be. That's some of those demands that we need to look at currently are, first of all, we must be aware and prepare ourselves to oppose another round of austerity. It's got to be absolutely clear that we uh, will oppose and we will organize. We will throw everything we've got at it to stop the working class again paying for the pandemic, the pandemic that capitalism itself has created and the deaths um, which the Tory government has allowed to happen. Um, we will not pay any cost any further for that crisis. And uh, so any austerity measures um, uh, that the Tory government starts to impose uh, to try to make us pay, we will oppose that. Secondly, we need to uh, argue for tax powers, increase tax powers in Wales, um, so that we can have a distributive, uh, fairer tax system. For example, we should be looking at a wealth tax, not just to raise finance to support uh, needs in the planet, but also uh, to redistribute wealth, and that we need to combine the borrowing powers which can be done now. The borrowing power, the Welsh Government has very limited borrowing powers, but it's possible To mobilise the borrowing powers of local authorities, universities, further education and the councils uh, together with the Welsh Government to increase the powers to borrow, to invest. And then again, another issue which is needed in order to ensure that uh, cooperatives work is an investment fund. That what we need to do is to move away from the idea of private investments and shares and so on to a Welsh investment fund that's jointly owned by by workers, uh, by trade unions, by the Welsh Government, by the local councils, an investment fund which invests in those projects of developing Welsh capabilities that I talked about before. In Canada, they call this a solidarity fund and I think that would be an excellent idea. So instead of calling it an investment fund, we would call it a Welsh and international solidarity fund, but not just Wales, but for the needs of people and the planet internationally. And then another immediate issue in demand, I think, is that we need to start to argue for changing the law, Welsh law, uh, which enables cooperatives to grow and to de- develop. But about a third of all uh, private companies, uh, small, medium-sized enterprises, change hands over a 10-year period. Um, and what we need to think about is that instead of them just being passed on to other private hands, Is that the people who work there have a chance when that succession takes place of taking that company over as a cooperative? If a company is faced with being sold, the workers have the first choice at taking it over as a cooperative. If that company is facing financial difficulties and goes into administration, the workers should have the first choice to take that over as a cooperative. And when we talk about startups like we did just now in terms of knowledge cooperatives, then the emphasis should be on cooperative ownership right from the start. So that wealth and that potential wealth is anchored um, in in our society and in our communities. So so basically, um, that's some of the ideas uh, that we could start to argue for now, now immediately. But binding those together, I think, is a sort of an idea that the Tories want to roll back the state. You know, it's Margaret Thatcher's uh, big idea. We've got another big idea, completely the opposite, We want to roll back privatisation and we want to roll back the market for the needs of the people and the planet. So I think that's really, in a sense, that's our big idea, which we would like to take
1: forward. Well, thank you very much, Len. I think that's uh, an excellent summation of the strategies and policies that Left Unity are currently putting before the people. We'll be speaking again soon, no doubt. What I, w- what I would uh, urge people to do is to go and have a look at the Left Unity website, pick up on what we're doing both in Wales and also across the rest of the United Kingdom. And if you like what you see and you're in agreement with what we've said today, come and join us. You know, you know, if you get, If you look at the beginning of this podcast on the opening page for it, there's a link there. You can join Left Unity if you click on the button there. All right. well thank you very much everybody and we'll see you again soon all the best